Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. We hope you guys are having a great week, a great month of October. You are listening now to the number 42 ranked podcast coming out of Louisville. Hope you guys are enjoying that. Thank you guys for watching us on Instagram, the Good Midlife Podcast at Instagram, Kenshin Crew at Instagram, and the emails that we receive at thegoodmidlife at gmail.com. Richard, are you in town tonight or are you on the road? I am on the road. I am in sunny, now sunny, uh, Indianapolis. So up here for an energy conference and uh, heading back tomorrow. So I'll be back home tomorrow. How wild does it get at an energy conference? Is it, is it pretty wild or is it, uh, <laughs> what's going on at energy conference? Uh, not, it's not very exciting. I'm not going to lie to you. We, uh, <laughs> we hosted a reception last night and it was over by 7 p.m. So not right. very exciting. So but uh, pretty good overall, so no complaints. All right, good to know. Well, we in Louisville tonight, it's beautiful. I mean, it's it's overcast, but it's fall. We finally have fall. It's 59 degrees. We finally got some cooler weather. I love it. And so really getting into the spirit of the fall season. With that in mind, we always talk about what we did over the weekend. We want to talk about fun stuff, stories. I've got a couple to tell. Richard, um, anything you did, any restaurants, anything fun with the lady this weekend? Uh, no, not really, because uh, Maisie did work to show up in Lexington this weekend, and I had to help out with my uh, family a little bit, my uh, with my mom and my dad, and so, and then she was in Lexington for most of the weekend, because Friday she had to set up, and then, so, no, not really, it was pretty mild weekend, and then Sunday was, I ran a half marathon this weekend, so that was, uh, that was fun, but uh, I guess if fun is relative, but uh, did that. And but other than that, nothing really exciting. I mean, it was pretty low key on uh, Maisie's not front, which is difficult because it was the first weekend back from her being in Italy. Yeah, right, right. You know, so you're less than two weeks away from your marathon in D.C., I know. And I thought about you this week as we traveled and we had come back from New York City and I was thinking about like, everything that goes into that and the recovery of it, because being in New York, we probably logged eight miles walking a day in the city and, you know, uh, no big deal. We can do it. But as we get older, I found that uh, like Tuesday of the week I got back, I was still a little bit tired in those muscles because I wasn't used to it. So I can imagine the recovery from a half marathon um, is uh, takes a minute or two, right? Yeah, I, it, 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 it enhances a good nap. I'll tell you that. I mean, yeah, it, it's, sure. it, it's, you gotta, there, there's certain tricks you can do to help recovery. Um, not to get too much into it, but it's just like a lot of like, I do a protein shake afterwards, which helps and, and stuff like that. But overall it's, you're pretty sore for a couple of days, like yeah. in your Peter, it's you, you discover muscles you didn't have and then and then your feet are sore and it's a good pair of shoes goes a long way so uh, the more cushion obviously the better so the more cushion the better pushing so to speak uh but it, it's it's it makes a world of difference it's like in the long term but just all the training and all that is hopefully this pays off and and i have a good race and a uh, week from sunday so yeah well uh, again respect and then i'm getting drunk Hell. that's for sure for sure okay awesome awesome I'll, I'll be here for for the second round of that when you get back to town um <laughs> yes. I, I respect yes. your dedication i think it's so damn hard at any point but the older we get the harder that has to be 
I will tell you that our weekend, we traveled again. We had been in New York last weekend, then this past weekend in Chicago. Um, kind of kind of cool to, to be in those two cities a uh, little time apart. Spent a night in Indianapolis on the way up. We were going to hike in Indiana Dunes and, and cross that national park off our list, but the weather ended up being terrible. So we just went into Chicago, did a museum, got some pizza at Pequod's, and headed back down to our Airbnb where we were staying in advance of the Purdue football game on Saturday. That was our whole purpose. It was fall break for McKinley, and we were going to go visit Anna. We are going to go catch a Purdue game and do all of that. Now, I don't think you've heard this story. You may have seen a little bit on Facebook, Richard, but as we were coming out of Chicago, we had a great day. We're full of pizza and uh, full of excitement for the weekend, and we got a call that uh, Elizabeth and McKinley's family dog of, you know, 16 years had been lost. He was staying with the grandparents and they had lost him. They have a large piece of property. He had wandered into the woods. And uh, so there was a lot of concern. That was a that was a tough drive going home. You know, it's anytime you lose a pet, it's hard. I mean, you think about oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's oh, really yeah. Hard. So um, that was a tough drive. And so Elizabeth put it out on social media on next door. And, you know, the, uh, her brother-in-law was out in the dark till about 10 o'clock looking around, calling for the dog. And, you know, we all assume the worst. He's kind of a small dog. He's an old dog. You know, could he have been picked up by an animal? Could he have just gone off to lay down and die? All of those things could have happened. But just as we're setting up for tailgate at Purdue, um, Elizabeth got a message that someone had found him. And the story goes like this. This dog He's a, a Jack Russell rat terrier mix. He went out and he's pretty blind, pretty deaf, wandered around the woods, got down the hill to a road and some neighbors um, of the family saw him, didn't recognize him, just saw this dog wandering around in the middle of the road, kind of clueless. They opened up the door to see what was going on. And that dog just hopped in and said, I'm done. Just take me somewhere. He just hopped right in the car like it was his own. That dog, <laughs> that dog literally... That dog is a dog. And so we got the dog back. Everybody was happy. And that turned Saturday around. So we had a really, really fun time in West Lafayette. Purdue football, uh, the tailgate situation was surprisingly good. Very fun. Talked to a lot of folks. We were tailgating next to a guy who had a sophomore at Purdue, but he was an IU graduate. And I had some UK gear. We were talking. I was from UK. And he said, I don't know if I hate you more because of UK or Purdue. And that made me pretty happy, honestly. Um, we had a lot of fun. Uh, the game was not close. It wasn't good. It was Ohio State. They're very good. Uh, the band at Purdue is awesome. The in-stadium experience is okay. It's an old old stadium, but modernized. And uh, the crowd was – the students were into it uh, for a quarter, and that was it. So – uh, but we had a great time. And then on Sunday morning, we went to Triple X, which you know well. That's a great spot, uh, diners, dives, and drive-in spot there in West Lafayette and had a little brunch on the way out of town. And that place uh, that place is worth it, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a hot spot for sure, for sure. Yeah. Very fun. So anyway, shout out to West Lafayette. What a great town that is. We had a lot of fun um, and uh, really enjoyed the experience. I love crossing another college football stadium off of my list of ones that I've never been to. And with that, let's get into football because we got to talk about it. And we'll start with my betting picks before we get to the ugly. Uh, I had Ohio State, and that was the right side all night. That worked out great. And um, I went one and two this week, and I could have had a big week. I had Colorado, and they 
were up 29 nothing, and then lost the football game. I came out fine. I started watching that game in the second half, and I made a, a over bet. So I got that, and I hedged against the, the loss. So, I mean, the loss still counts on our statistics, but money-wise, it was fine. And then I had Kentucky uh, minus three and a half, and that was the right side until the second quarter. I also had the over in that, so hedged. But that Kentucky was the linchpin in a massive 16 parlay that if they had come home, I would have made a large sum of money. Um, and I also had a bad beat Thursday night on that Houston Hail Mary. I had a parlay with another team that night. So I ended up even, could have been better, but all things being equal, I had a good time. So one and two, um, I'm going to go a couple this week, a little bit different direction. I'm going to start, I'm going to go back to Missouri. They play South Carolina at home. I'm going to go the over in that game. The over is 60 and Missouri doesn't play a ton of defense. Um, they like to go fast. South Carolina has been over 60 total in every game this year except Georgia and North Carolina, and those are two elite teams. So give me over there. I'm going to take Iowa minus three and a half at home against Minnesota. Somehow Iowa only has one loss in their rank number 24. Um, the over-under in this game is 32 and a half if you're feeling bold, but I feel like uh, Iowa can win a 17 to 10 game against Minnesota. And then uh, the last one I'm going to take, I'm going to take Ole Miss minus six and a half at Auburn. I think Auburn stinks, um, and I would not take Auburn for less than a touchdown. Give me Ole Miss minus the six and a half. There's your picks this week. Now, let's talk about what happened Saturday night in Lexington. What was it was that? a uh, it was a shit show. Um, I don't I don't know what's going on up there. I it's I, they, it's I saw that Cohen came out and said we're not giving up on anybody, but change has to happen. I there's something wrong with Leary. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he just has zero confidence. I don't know. He is he is did turning you, out to be a bust. He's did you see what Cole Kublik said during the broadcast? Did you did you see what Cole uh, Kublik said? So he said uh, that he had talked to the coaches at NC State, and they said Leary wants to play fast and we play really slow. And if you look at the, like the first two drives when we had scripted all the plays, he was fine, but it's, we slow it down and we're very methodical. We are last in the country. Kentucky is last in the country in number of offensive plays run. And I think that may be part of it. He has been a massive disappointment. And if we would play a little bit faster, that might help, but he, he's been a disappointment. Dane, he has been a disappointment. Um, Barry on Brown has been okay, but I think part of that is his sinking with Leary. Like the people who were supposed to be good on this team, this is the best receiving group we've had in a long time, and it's just not happening. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know. It, the defense looked bad. The offense looked bad. I mean, just overall, it, I, they started out like I was like, they're going to beat this team forty to nothing, forty to like ten. And then the second quarter happened, and it just went to hell in a handbasket. So I, it's it was a very big surprise. It was very disappointing. Um, it sucked to put it mildly. Um, I, I just just befuddled that that train wreck happened the way it did. I mean, it was just a train wreck. Well, I'll tell and you, it was one, disappointing. Another thing that I Go think on. might be going on there is I do feel like this team. You know, in the past, this is the exact kind of game that Kentucky wins. And and Missouri played like Kentucky, I think. Kentucky of 2018, 
or 2020, 21 even. Um, but I think this Kentucky team feels like they're better or that they've achieved something or that they've arrived more so than they actually have. And, you know, I, I think that's part of it. Like, like how in the world are we losing to Missouri? I think that was kind of the attitude out there. And so I think when, when that mentality creeps in, then you lose to teams that are equal and sometimes worse than you. And talent on the field, we should have run them off, honestly. But a uh, couple of other stats that I want to throw out here about Kentucky football before we move on. Um, not only have we run the fewest number of plays in college football, we are also in the top five in the country in number of penalties committed and top five in the country in number of drops by receivers. You can't win football games like that. Well, so that that comes back on the coaching staff with discipline. I mean, yes, it is on the players, and yes, I agree with Stoops on the leadership side of things, but the coaching staff has apparently not gotten the team ready. Uh, uh, there's discipline problems. They either need to come down on the hammer on the team and really – I mean, come down on the team and make a statement about it, or it's it's this is just going to continue. I mean, it, it's bad, and and something needs to change. And 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 I got nervous when I heard Stoops mention he was not very happy with uh, the performance of the practice earlier in the week. I think they were reading their own press. I mean, it's just like the lack of discipline is that's concerning. That is very very concerning, and I. It's I don't know. I it's just not it's something needs to change with the environment for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, they've got a chance to 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 get it back on track. They get a week off, and then we get Tennessee coming to Lexington on a night game on ESPN. I don't anticipate Kentucky winning the football game, but it needs to be a one-score game with 10 minutes to play. So we'll see what happens. And then after that. You know, if, if we get blown out, if Kentucky gets blown out, um, I think the fans kind of jump off the bus for the rest of the season because Big Blue Madness happened and we're about ready for basketball. Yep, I agree. I agree. And it, it's something needs to change. And like I said, I, I don't know what that change is. I mean, it's it's hard to say if it's discipline. It's something's got to change. The penalties is is lack of discipline. The I mean, drop pass passes is a lack of discipline they're not focused there's i mean they need to get in their players face i mean they have to be coaches and if this team is too soft and they can't take that then i mean it's easy to be an armchair quarterback and say that kind of stuff but at the same time as something's got to change yeah and and little attitude things like dan key's got to shut the hell up until he starts making catches i mean i'll be honest that guy just chirps the whole game and yeah he, he was great as a freshman but has has not been great as a soft but anyway, we'll move on from that. Uh, we will mention that uh, we've talked about this before. Louisville will not be undefeated Thanksgiving weekend when the Kentucky Wildcats come to town. So that happened this weekend. They got blown out by Pitt. So really bad week in football if you are a fan in the state of Kentucky. What did they tumble to in rankings? I didn't even see. 21, I think. They should it have gone worse. 20s, but. I know. mean, that was a one in four team, just for yeah. the record. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. yeah, anyway, moving on, I could talk about that yeah. for a minute because I was at the Pitt Louisville game last year and uh, Pitt was the better team and got beaten, so I think there was a little bit of chip on the shoulder in that game, too. So, um, anyway, let's move on. We talked last week about Halloween candy, and I want to come back this week and talk about Halloween because we're getting ready to get into 
the last two weeks of October, Halloween time. Let's talk about some Halloween movies and let's do a little overrated, underrated, properly rated with Halloween movies. Richard, do you like Halloween movies? Do you like scary movies? Are you into the fall vibes of the Halloween movie? I'm I'm not the best scary movie kind of guy. I I cower a little bit with scary movies, but I've watched scary movies just by, I mean, you have to. I mean, I, I was I was creating a list of movies like that I thought were just like were pretty damn scary or intense, and I I thought a lot of the classics were uh, have been a little bit more terrifying. It seems like movies today are just all about the violence and everything else, and less scary. Although there have been some uh, pretty scary movies out there, um, so I'll, I'll be interested to hear. Uh, overrated, underrated, in which okay. movies you're selecting? Because I have a couple I'd like to add right. in there as well. Good, let's get them. Let's throw them in. Uh, and, and, and some that might not be considered Halloween overall movies, but just scary as shit movies. Fair enough. Let's do it. Um, I'm not a big fan of horror movies, um, but I do like the classics. I'm just going to run down through. I've just got a whole bunch of stuff written in no real order. Let's go. Um, let's start with the OG slasher movie Halloween. John Carpenter, nineteen seventy-eight or nine. What do you think? I, you know, I, I gotta say the newer ones are a little more terrifying. Um, Rob Zombie's versions have been, I mean, for some odd reason, I think they're more terrifying. But as a kid in the seventies and early eighties, those movies were terrifying. So I'd say properly, uh, properly uh, ranked or I, I good. Think the, I think the franchise is properly rated i think the og original is underrated even i if you know if you listen to some of my earlier podcast work I, I did a treatment of this movie and i love this movie and i think it's terrifying and i think it's brilliant and uh i i, I halloween it's 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 a classic it's just a great movie uh let's go on um let's talk about friday the 13th since we're staying in that lane the original friday the 13th uh i'd probably say maybe a little overrated i don't think it's as scary as halloween was just like i mean it was a scary again i'm coming from the optics and you and i are probably coming from the optics of movies we were watching as young adults and children so Mm -hmm. it was pretty scary overall i mean a hockey mask is still frightening to this day but I don't think it's as terrifying as Halloween. I think and it's overrated as well. Yeah, I watched it yeah. last night. I want to get into something with this movie real quick. There are a couple of really good scary sequences in that, particularly when uh, Jason comes up out of the water and grabs the gun yes. at the end. That is really good. I knew it was coming, and it still made me a little jumpy. Um, but you know, we've talked about things that you thought would happen in real life, like the, 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 the like like quicksand. We thought it would be more of a problem in real life, right? We've talked about that on the show, right? Like quicksand yes. or the Bermuda yes. Triangle or stop, drop, and roll. God is my witness. Last night I was watching this, and there was a scene in it, and I thought to myself, I really thought this would, would happen more in my life, especially as I was older. Not at 50, but maybe at 20, 22, 18, 27, who knows? But there's a sequence in the film where one of the counselors is a girl and there's two girls and a guy and she decides it's time to play strip monopoly. I really thought games involving cards or board games or table games where people took off their clothes was going to happen a lot more in my life when I was like 10. Did you think that? 
do I think that? Did you think that as a kid? Did you think like? Yeah, I mean, I, well, that and that's one thing about that movie that it kind of jumps the shark in a little bit in that way. It's just like I'll tell you, and the movie Scream talks about that. Yeah, it's a, if you remember in Scream, they talk about if you lose your virginity or have sex right, in the movie, right? yeah. you're gonna die. Yeah. And it's it's and what it is is John Carpenter making fun of his previous movie or those type of movies and his those type of movies in that regard. So, yes, I did. Yes, I can understand where you're coming from. I on really, that one, for I sure. really thought there was going to be a lot more strip poker or strip monopoly played in my life. And it just never happens. I, I for whatever reason, um, uh, the ladies were never really down for it. Um, you mentioned screen. Let's talk about it. Overrated, underrated. Where do you put it? Uh, I think it's I think it's one of the I think it's great. Honestly, uh, I think it's a great movie. Now, the, it, it, as they went on, it, it, they got worse and worse. But I think it, honestly, I think it's a great movie. So underrated. I, I just perfectly okay. rated. Perfectly rated. It's a great movie. I think Strange properly rated, too. I watched it last year, revisited the original, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, okay, how about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Overrated. I totally agree. It's kinda, whole... it, 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 it reminds me a lot of Friday the 13th. It's. I think Friday the 13th is scarier, but I think, I mean, yes, it was terrifying again through the lens of a eight-year-old or however i was when that came out 13 i don't know but it, it was yeah it was it was terrifying but it's like overall it's kind of stupid okay let's shift gears a little bit a couple that are not quite so scary but are halloween staples for some people how about hocus pocus i've never seen it okay i think it's a my little wife overrated. loves it i think my I know, wife it's loves very it. very popular very popular i think maybe a little overrated um we watched hocus pocus 2 last year that was very uh, much not all that good um how about beetlejuice uh it's typical tim burton uh i nightmare before christmas i think is a little bit better uh it's not a bad movie i haven't seen it in like 20 years or 30 years maybe so i can't really say it's i think it's it's I haven't there. seen it in a long time either, and so I, I'll just say properly rated, maybe even a little overrated, because now there's a Broadway musical, right, for Beetlejuice? There, I, I did think. not know that, so I, I, think, I learned I something. Think. Facts are optional. Um, let's yeah. go to Nightmare Before Christmas. I have that on my list. I think it's good. I think it's it's for the, the creation, and I, I, I like that clay animate. It's stop animate. Stop motion, and, yeah, it's I great. Stop motion, yes. Uh, I, I like those kind of movies. So I, I think it's uh, properly rated. Properly rated. I agree. Totally agree. One more Tim Burton, Edward Scissorhands. Uh, again, it, it falls into that weird category. So it's, I think it's instead of properly rated, underrated or overrated, I think it's just there. That's I think it's underrated. I, and, and I think that because I it's haven't such seen a, it again in 20 years. So that it's might be such part a of the clever problem. take on the Frankenstein's monster concept. I think it's just such a clever modernization of that concept. And so I really, really like that movie because of that. And by the way, if you've never read Frankenstein by Mary Shelley, read it. It's an unbelievable, it's unbelievable that she wrote that when she wrote it. Like it's so good. It's a brilliant book. Well, um, another one is Dracula. Read Dracula. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Dracula is pretty intense. And it's just like, wait, this was written 
a hundred right? and some odd years ago, 130 years ago, maybe. You're it's right. Like, well, it's terrifying. I mean, it's, it's, it's still, I mean, that, that, that is a terrifying story. Yeah, it is. Well, let's stay with that. Uh, let's talk about a couple of movies. I've got two on my list I want to ask you about. One is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, I thought it was really weird. Everybody loves it. I, 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 if they had picked a different actor besides Keanu Reeves, I think it would have been a masterpiece. I think it might be a I little un underrated. I, I saw it initially and thought it wasn't that it was okay. And then we treated it on my last podcast and at rewatching it 20 years later, I, I just loved it. I, I, I thought it was fantastic. It, it has the makings of a great movie. I think there's parts where it's very clunky, and but it's over. It's like I think Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves were the they were the hot actors at the time, and I just that's the only problem I have. It. I think everybody else is incredible except those two. Gotcha. Uh, how about the silent film Nosferatu, the German silent film? Have you ever watched that? Terrifying, utterly terrifying. It's a fantastic movie. It is the most underrated Halloween movie ever, isn't it? Yes. It's so good. Totally worth the time, guys. Watch that. Um, okay, let's talk a couple more that I think are terrifying. How about the Blair Witch Project? Terrifying. It was utterly terrifying. I don't want to say anything because my wife hasn't seen it. It is terrifying. Well, we're guys who spent some time camping out in the woods and, uh, you know, in very classic fashion of, of of being scared of stuff you can't see as opposed to like all in your face which is more modern it's very classic in terms of scaring you with what you can't see and i love that movie i think it's so good yes i do too the exorcist i know you've been to the staircase you talked about that on the show i've seen i have seen exorcist in georgetown it's utterly terrifying and the movie scares the hell out of me properly rated it's a fantastic film how about the omen it's an old. Let's go back to an old one. Matt, Matt, have you seen that? Uh, the Omen is terrifying. Yes. Hang on, Jim. Okay. Sorry, I had to come back in via my phone. So I apologize, family, <laughs> proud listeners. You're. Mm -hmm. I'm back. Can you hear, can you hear right. me? Yeah. Perfect. Best you've sounded all night. Good. So. Okay. So the Omen, you think is uh, good. Yes, it's it's very terrifying. It has, yeah, it's it's a terrifying movie. And back to The Exorcist, The Exorcist 3 is even more terrifying than the original Exorcist. Oh, I haven't seen that. With George C. Scott, terrifying. Yeah. I want to see the reboot, or the new one that's coming out. It looks horrifying. Um, yeah, but, but yes, I've seen uh, Omen is terrifying. Another one is Amityville Horror. Or Amityville Horror, yes, I let me, let me put a bow on Omen. I think it's underrated. I think it's one that slips in the cracks. Underrated. Amityville, Amityville Horror. Go. It's on my list. Yes, it's 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 scary as shit. And if you, if you actually read about the background of that movie or the story about that, it's even more terrifying. Like, yeah. I yeah. think they loosely based it on the, the historical. It's it's terrifying. It's It's scary. It's a very scary movie. I love that movie. I would say probably underrated because people don't know it. Um, let's go a couple that are not quite so scary, but kind of have Halloween vibes or are Halloween movies. Sleepy Hollow, another Tim Burton movie. You like that? I think it's good. I, I like the, the, it's, it's very weird, but it's, it's very Tim Burton. And I think it was very good. Very great take on that Washington Irving story. I would classify that in the underrated category. How about Ghostbusters? Uh, 
probably it's it's good. Uh, I went it, it the the ghost scene at the very beginning was terrifying, but yeah. Other than that, it's and uh, uh, what was the dog? What are the dogs' names? Like Zool or something Zool, like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's campy, Puff, but it's Stay Puff it, Marshmallow Man is terrifying. I just rewatched it. It it's, it might be Bill Murray's best movie. It's properly rated. It's an OG great movie, but not scary. But I do love that movie. Here's a funny one. Have you seen the Adam Sandler film Hubie Halloween on Netflix? No, it's a couple no, of years old. Not. It's no. underrated. It's pretty good. It's really it's 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 underrated. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Um, if you like Adam Sandler. Um, and how about a cult classic, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Uh, it's one? been forever since I've seen that movie. I mean, forever and. Uh, cult classic. It's probably right where it needs to be, and it's properly rated. Properly rated. My hometown, Hopkinsville, Kentucky, uh, is mentioned in the opening sequence of that movie. Did you know that? I did not know that. There's a sequence in that that says, um, basically something about Alfred Hitchcock released the, the birds in such and such year. Everybody laughed, and then it said in such and such year. 100,000 starlings descended on Hopkinsville, Kentucky. No one's laughing now. Something like that. So, yes, Hop Town, <laughs> let's go. Let's get it. Speaking that's of the birds, that, that's another one. That's a good the one. Bird, it's terrifying. It, Very scary. Really, yeah, I think I think a lot of the OG scary movies are in their they're scary in a different kind of way. It's like, okay, this might could happen kind of way whereas halloween or not halloween but friday the 13th nightmare on elm street it's just like okay no maybe not so what about texas chainsaw massacre yeah properly rated it's iconic it's not the best one but it's properly rated yeah yeah uh another one i had was poltergeist oh yeah that's a great movie and it's probably underrated as a halloween movie or as a scary movie that's a really good movie and a really terrifying movie. Yeah, it's terrifying. I mean, it, it's and the fact that there was back history with the the girl dying. And, yeah, and there's a lot a lot to it that yeah just made things worse. So, um, what about the Stephen King films of the '80s? I'm thinking Carrie, Cujo, Firestarter, Children of the Corn. Do you have a favorite of any of those? I, I I did write down Cujo. Uh, I think that was scary because again, dogs. Um, Pet Cemetery uh, was pretty terrifying. They they're doing a reboot on Paramount Plus yeah. with it, kind of the prequel. That'll be kind of interesting. Um, the I think Christine is actually it's like oh, Christine's a good Christine. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Anything with a clown. Um, yeah, you even know, the, the best, I think the, the best Stephen King book is um, Salem's Lot, and nobody has turned that into a quality movie yet. Yeah, been a couple yeah, of I, efforts, but they're, they've not been good. Yeah, yes, I agree. And uh, I, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Children of the Corn, even though it's terrible. Um, I do like that one a lot, and it's terrible, but it was also again through the like the lens when you and I were growing up. That was pretty terrifying. It was terrifying. It was horrifying. And I love because we, we, we grew up in like, I mean, with cornfields around us and all sure. that kind of stuff. So it's yeah. like, okay. So yes, terrifying. 
And I loved that cemetery. The first time I watched that was an all state band. Somebody rented a VHS player and, and uh, a tape, and we watched that in a, a dozen or two. I mean, like a ton of people in a bedroom of the Galt House watching Pet Cemetery. These high school 17 year olds from like six different schools just hanging out. Let's watch this scary movie. That was that was a fun night and that was a scary movie. But uh, um, I like those. Um, yeah. Psycho. Anything- Psycho. Oh, yeah, yeah. Psycho. Psycho might be a little overrated, but I think it's good. Yeah, they tried to redo it, and that that's something they shouldn't have done. Um, another one, and it's not, it's a, it's a psychological scary movie, and it doesn't really fall into Halloween, but it there are parts that are very intense, the Silence of the Lambs. You know, I brought that brought this topic up with coworkers today, and one of them said Silence of the Lambs. And it's it is a terrifying movie. It's not a Halloween movie, but as far as a uh a kind of a, a psychological thriller, um, it's very, very terrifying. Yes. So I would agree with that. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope this inspires some of you to rewatch some movies. It definitely has inspired me to rewatch some movies. I I'm thinking about this project. I want to go back and rewatch a whole bunch of these movies before Halloween gets here. Um, we got a couple of minutes left. I want to do a real quick hit. If you're okay with this, I want to, I want to shout out one podcast that I finished this week. It's called Tiffany Dover is dead. Have you listened to this? No, I don't even know what it is. It's fantastic. It's about a woman who was a nurse in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and she got the COVID vaccine. One of the first people in town to get it. She passed out and, um, then she came to, she talked about her, you know, her, her vasovagal response. And, um, but the anti-vaxxers, the truthers seized onto this and said she died and that this was a whole hoax and conspiracy. And it's just fascinating. I don't have time really to kind of, to pick it apart. It's a five or six part series. Um, she's kind of, you know, she goes dark on social media. Nobody's really sure if she's alive or not. And uh, it's, I mean, everybody is sure she's alive, but she's just, there's no proof out there that she's, you know, on social media and stuff like that. So it's a really, really good five or six part podcast. I would recommend that. I will have to listen to that. Yeah. Check that out on your drives. Um, And with that, we are up against the one minute mark. Richard, do you have anything else that you want to mention tonight before we get out of here? Nope. Nope. I can't think of anything. All right. Well, good. I'm not going to miss the heart out this week like I did last week. If you listen to the pod, you heard me uh, come back in and say a couple of swear words after that. Um, thanks for listening again. We really appreciate it. We're having a lot of fun. Everybody send good vibes to Richard this week as he uh, continues to prep for the marathon and uh, just staying healthy and uh, and continuing training. So, uh, Taper, taper, that, taper. That's right. And with that, we're going to get out of here. I'm going to go make some tacos. It's Taco Tuesday. Um, You guys keep living your best mid-life. We are going to keep living out.